0: Welcome to Conversations with Joel on Joel Osteen Radio. Joel's guest today is an author, athlete, actor, and the host of America's Got Talent, Terry Crews. And now, here's Joel Osteen. Hey, I am so blessed to have a great friend and somebody you all know today, Mr. Terry Crews. Terry, it's awesome seeing you today.
1: Hey, Pastor Joel, it is great to see you.
0: Yeah, you always got a big smile. You bring joy not just to me and my family when we're together, but man to millions of people through your movies, your comic books, your appearances, AGT. I tell you, Terry, you you I I don't I don't say it lightly, but you you got you're a bright light and you just got joy and peace and victory that you shine out.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I just look at my life. I am so grateful. I like to call myself the most grateful man in Hollywood, you know. To be doing the things that I'm doing, man, these are dreams. I was a little kid in Flint, Michigan, looking out my window, just dreaming about all of the stuff that I'm doing now. And wait, I surpassed it. I'm at the point where I'm in free play now. You know, it's like (laughs) the dream hit a, a, a while back. And now I look at what I'm actually getting to do. And it's way past what I thought I would ever be, and it's so incredible!
0: Isn't that awesome? That's the way that the, the goodness of God is, and I love Terry that you recognize it's God's blessing, it's God's favor. I feel the same way. I'm not. I don't have the the level you have, but you know, He's just taking us where we've never dreamed. And Terry Cruz is my guest. Terry, go back to Flint, Michigan. Tell me how you grew up. We've talked about you were in a strict home. Any any kind of background there?
1: Well, let me tell you. You know, I grew up. You know, I was born in 1968. I just turned 54 years old. So. I'm a child of the seventies, you know, and I grew up in Flint, Michigan. And the wild thing about uh, me growing up there is that it was actually, you know, Flint, Michigan was a booming city. It was blossoming. It was, uh, was kind of like Pal- Palo Alto, you know, because General Motors was the corporation that had all the factories in Flint and it was the number one corporation in the world. Mm-hmm. And then a really strange thing happened around the 1980s about 12 years after i was born the all the factories started to close down and the city went through a massive shift and everyone was confused and lost and and what was really a a double whammy is that there were people once the factories closed down a lot of people got into the drug game and this was the rise of the crack epidemic so it was a double whammy on my childhood. I remember in my teen years, you know, just watching people that I, that I loved and and, you know, were friends with, they moved away or they ended up getting, you know, killed or in jail. And it was just a massive transition. So I spent a lot of time as a teen in a panic. I remember just being very, very afraid. Of the future, not knowing what was happening and not feeling secure at all, you know. Yeah. And um, and another thing is, I was raised in the church, um, but it was a very legalistic church. I mean, I was uh, when I was a kid, I was not allowed to go to the movies, not allowed mm-hmm. to listen to secular music, not allowed to dance. Uh, everything I do today, I was not allowed to do as a child in church, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would literally ask, and they was like, what can you do? I was like, you can sit down and be quiet. And I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. Um, so it was very restrictive, you know, and it, it caused a lot of issues that, um, it took years for me to get over because I was always nervous about being, especially being in entertainment, but also being a Christian. You know, and it was a lot of people who were told me you couldn't do both, you know, yeah. and this is when I was young. Um, and I, I'm really thankful that I started to see and, and really open, you know, my eyes and God opened my eyes to seeing the fact that we could do way more than we thought we could. You know, because it was it was always people were very afraid of trying new things. Um, but I was thankful that I had certain people around me that were able to show me another way.
0: And Terry, you were allowed to play some sports, though. That was okay with your parents.
1: Well, th- this was the thing. I, sports well, were uh, were viewed as competition, uh, and it was a little bit like, no, nah, you can't, you can't do that. But then, as I got older, there were a lot of people in the church who liked sports, so they were like, okay, we could, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. you know, it Kiel. was. Weird. I had one guy tell me it was a, a older uh, elder in the church. He said, "Hey, man, you know, you can play basketball, but football's evil." because you're trying to hurt people. And I said, ah, and then another guy told me it was okay. Listen, I just started, I was so confused. I just said here, I'm just going to do what I have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I ended up playing football because of the, you know, the confusion that was going on in the city. I knew that football was going to be my way out of Flint, Michigan. And I ended up walking on to my university at Western Michigan university in Kalamazoo, where I met my lovely wife, Rebecca. We've been married for 33 years. I I got married as a sophomore, so I was a young, young man. I mean, the day before my 21st birthday is when I got married. It was July 29th, and I was still in college. We were still, I had just got my scholarship because I finally earned a scholarship after walking on, and I got a wife, and I was running it. I ran right head on into life. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love that, Terry. Hey, go back, and you talk about it, or I wouldn't bring it up, but your father wasn't really, you know, he wasn't around, or he was abusive or something you talked about. Can you speak oh, to that?
1: First of all, and this is another thing. Now, my mother was very religious. She was the one who took us to church, but my father was an alcoholic, and he didn't go to church at all. And and, and on top of being an alcoholic, he was a, an extreme abuser. I mean, my one of my earliest memories— as a kid, I was four or five years old, it's my father knocking my mother out. Mm. And we lived like that. So you're talking about, I like to say this, it's kind of funny because my father was addicted to alcohol and my mother was addicted to religion. And it became a really toxic mix, you know, because my mother would get at my father saying, you ain't doing this right. And then he would get mad and go off on her and it was just violence all the time. And you gotta understand, I again, I was afraid all the time. And I remember working out and actually feeling like I wanted to get muscles. Cause one day I thought I may have to kill my father. Wow. That was a true story. And I, cause a lot of people feel like, you know you just got big cause you wanted to look good. For me, it was a thing where I was, I was actually so afraid that one day, you know that my father might come at me that I knew I had to get big and strong so I could protect, you know, protect myself and eventually protect my the my, you know, rest of my family, my mom and the rest of my family.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. My guest is Terry Cruz. Terry, it's amazing. You know, we, we see you now in the success and God's blessing and all, but it's amazing what people go through. I, I admire, you know, I had a good upbringing. My dad's speaking faith into me, and yours just the opposite. But it, it tells me, Terry, it's not where we start in life it's you know god knows how to make up for the deficit and one thing you know you were raised in that fear and all but you you kept moving forward you kept believing you kept uh you didn't fall into that trap and and i love that but let's pick the story up because because you went to western michigan there and man you walked on but you you ended up in the nfl tell me how all that's happened
1: yeah, it was. You know, my thing is, I've always been very driven. You know, and I always knew that there was a purpose for me. You know, I, I'm a big dreamer, Pastor. Like when I serious, when I serious when I told you I was looking out my window, and dreaming of big things. I always had, you know, I would get my heart broken a lot because I always set my sight on the best. And I remember my even my mom telling me, man, you know. You always get your heart broken because, you know, you're always disappointed. But I said, but I have I I know there's more for me. And when I got my scholarship from uh, Western Michigan, I said, I'm going to take it all the way to the NFL. And my wife believed in me. And she was like, I'm here with you. And I got drafted in the 11th round. Now, they don't even have 11 rounds. now. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And this is in 1991. And I got drafted by the Los Angeles Rams, and there I was. And, I, and this is the thing. I, did, I actually didn't make the team. What was crazy is I ended up on the practice squad. And in the first two weeks, someone got hurt, and I got moved up to the active squad. Like, I, everything, I just said, I'm not going to quit. Never, never. Because the walk-on, the practice squad, all this stuff. But then I ended up, I was on the team. And I ended up playing seven years in the NFL on the Rams, Packers, Chargers, Redskins, Eagles. And six teams in seven years. And it was a hard life because we lived out of a suitcase. A lot of people think, you know, with football, it's all like, yeah, he's rich and it's all successful. But I was a guy that was on the other end of the roster. You know, it was it was a special teams guy. My my big NFL highlight is I was knocked out on Monday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> if you can Google it, it literally says Terry Crews knocked out on Monday Night Football. <laughs> you can see it right now. Wow, who Google. hit you? What what
0: happened? I got to know this real quick. What happened? Oh, what
1: happened? I, I hit a guy so hard that I knocked myself out. <laughs> You're so passionate, man. I oh. Listen, I, that's what I learned is just to go on all out but I have to say this too because you know here I was you know a Christian and you know f- football player and somewhat successful but the thing was man is I had a lot of secrets I had a lot of things I was keeping from my wife from my family um, because one thing that I learned even in that ultra religious household was to have a double life where it's, it what really matters is how you looked. It didn't matter how you were. It just a matter that, you know, make sure that the the appearances were great. And it it wasn't until I was 40 years old when that all came crashing down. I actually wrote a book about it called Tough. And my wife decided she she had enough. She was going to leave me because I had had an addiction to pornography. There were things I never told her. There were things that You know, I was never really because it was all about the image. And when I caught why I call my book tough was that for me, there was a Terry Crews image that this toughness, this, you know, he it, it was like he's invincible and he's super strong and all this stuff. But the but really inside I was falling apart, man. And and my wife knew and everyone, everyone in my immediate circle knew but again, with by that time I had already reached some level of fame, and everybody was like, "Just oh, you're the greatest. You're okay. It's all good." And man, it all came crashing down really, really hard about 2010, and we had to we had to rebuild our marriage from the ground up.
0: Yeah, I love that, Terry, because that's that's uh, I love that you're vulnerable and you you tell people because you're like you like you said, we all see the success, but. You know, I know somebody's listening now that's going through some things, maybe hiding some things. And we're not saying that to condemn anybody, but just to to get the help you need. And tell Dr. Jim Reeves is a friend of ours and your pastor out there for years. And he said something to you. I think it's it's important. Can you talk about what he said to you?
1: Oh, it was the best advice I have ever received in my entire life. And I remember because when my wife said she was gone, Uh, It was I was in a hotel room in New York all by myself. And and Pastor Reed was the first person I called. And I said, hey, man, I just lost my whole family. It's over. And he said, Terry, I cannot promise you. I'm not going to make any promises to you that you're going to get your wife and your family back. He said, but you need to get better for you. And I was like, what does this mean? Like, because you have to understand in the world that I was in, the only reason you did good things were to get good goodies. You know what I mean? It was like a Scooby snack is what I like to call it, where, you know, you do good things so that it looks good. But but this is the thing. And you don't do bad things just, you know, just because it wouldn't look good. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. my whole my whole existence was a was an existence of punishment and reward. And the concept of me getting better for me was foreign. And I actually went to therapy and um, I went to this place called Psychological Counseling Services that really broke down because they had p- people who were in ministry and athletes and all the people who had been in high places but had lost it all through some sort of scandal or some sort of thing. And I knew I was headed that way. You know, I'd already just lost my family and they opened my eyes to so many things that I was doing wrong. And, you know, pastor, it's so wild because I look at it as if it's, you know, it's one thing you said that we've been following you. We ever since the pandemic, we watched you every Sunday, we were watching. And you said some things that hit me and it said, your trouble is your transportation. Yeah. And I'll never forget that. And it was like all this stuff was taking me from one place to another. And here I was thinking, you know, my world is crumbling. It needed to be raised in order so that I could actually see and how to rebuild this thing the right way. I humbled myself, Pastor. It was it was the thing where I realized, I said, man, I don't have all the answers. I'm not invincible. <laughs> And when people would say, no, but you're still great. I'm like, you know what? I know who I am yeah. and I know I need to change. Yeah. And when my environment changed, my whole, con- everything started to change. You know what I mean? Oh, and okay. then I started to like measure backwards. It was like, instead of looking at what I didn't have, I was like, I got to look at what I do have. This was an eye opener, man. This counseling, the the stuff that I had never really sat down and thought about all of a sudden changed everything for me, Pastor. Let me tell you, when my wife started to see that I was willing and I was open to changing and it took a while. And I mean, it took years for us to rebuild our relationship, but she eventually came back to me. And I have to say, we celebrated our 33rd anniversary a month ago and I couldn't be happier. It's like, once a man has lost everything and then you get it back, yeah, it's like, there's a whole nother level of appreciation. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I look at If you ever, if you lost the house and then you get a new one and even bigger and better, it's like every time I look around, this is why I'm so grateful because I know where I could be. I know it was gone and God gave me something bigger and better and stronger. And I just, I'm just so thankful, Pastor. It's like, it was a long, long, hard road. Um, but I, I'm just, I couldn't be more grateful for the trouble that took me into a whole new place.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Terry Cruz is my guest. Terry, that's, that's very powerful and just... The vulnerability and admitting your dependence on God, because anybody can go their whole life and just keep hiding it. There's not fulfilled. They're not, I don't think you'll become all you were created to be, but God bless you with a great wife. She was praying. She was, uh, I've enjoyed getting to, to visit with her and just seeing who she is. Two are better than one. And I love that you said, you know, some people say, oh, I'm fine, just find another wife. You know, it's just Hollywood. Good. But you know what? You had a different approach to it.
1: One thing that they say in addiction, in um, Alcoholics Anonymous, they say, you're only as sick as your secrets. And I went, wow. Wow. You know, this is why I'm so vulnerable. This is one reason why I realized, just say it, just get it out there because that's when, because you can actually do something about it when it's not a secret, Yeah. you know, but secrets stay under the carpet and they just grow mold and get bad and and start to stink and it's just horrifying and what what I realized is just the sun in put let the sun in like yeah, let right. the light shine in the room and cl- and clean it out and and you know one thing that that blew me away too is that um you know the way I used to live my life I lived my life like a revenge movie you know you mentioned you know you say y'all yeah, was very driven the whole thing but see a lot of that was really about getting people back okay. you know the way I was motivated was if anyone told me that I couldn't do something, I was like, I'll show you. It was like a revenge movie, you know, Mm -hmm. where this fantasy of you just going back and anyone who ever doubted you, you basically obliterating them, you know? And that gets you a long way. I mean, for men, we operate like that, like, okay, I'm gonna knock everybody out. Yeah. But the problem is, is that you're broken. And the problem is in that revenge movie, it's, it, it leaves you broken and, and haunted and a mess. That's just one thing about the NFL that I realized even, you know, the NFL, what works in the NFL is road rage on the street. You know what I mean? This is yeah. where a lot of players have a lot of issues. And I, man, let me tell you, I, I one thing that hit me is that I realized I could either have success or revenge, but I couldn't have both. Wow. It blew my mind. And success was a thing where I had to walk away. You had to forgive people and not try to get back. And it wasn't about revenge on anything. It was su- True success was about forgetting and forgiving. It was about moving to a new place. It was about changing your environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because this is the thing about revenge is that the revenge takes you back in your old environment.
0: Yeah. Because
1: you're trying to get people back from there. You know what I mean? But once you you want true success, you leave and go to a whole new environment where you can really change. And yeah. listen, God was just giving me all these new revelations because I was open, because I was willing. And he said, all right, you know, you, another thing that you say is it's not a supply problem. It's a capacity problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was me being willing to take it and hold it. It was like, okay, God was like, all right, now I can give you all this information. Now I can I can tell you. But I had to get in that in that spot to where I could actually see where I actually was.
0: That's so awesome. Terry, couple of questions. Did your dad see your success? And did he uh you went back and you forgave him? Well, wow, that had to be hard.
1: <laughs> Pastor, I'm gonna tell you what was really hard. There was a time in my life where I actually went home and beat him up. I mean, I beat up my father as a grown man because he hit my mom and I realized, okay, that's it. I'm grown now. And I went and I attacked him and I beat him up. And you know what, pastor? It was the worst day ever. We call it the Christmas from hell Mm. because there he is on the ground bleeding. I'm standing over him and I thought it would feel great. I thought it would be wonderful. I thought... This is what I wanted. Even as a kid, I was like, now I'm going to get you back. Remember, I was telling you about that revenge stuff. And I felt like that was revenge. I felt like, this is me getting you back. And you know what? It was nothing. It left me hollow. And I didn't speak to my father for 10 years after that. And then I'll never forget, I heard a message and it was just talking about, Hey man, it, cause this is after my whole life imploded. And it was talking about forgiveness. I heard a word that said, look, just think of one thing that he did and tell him thank you. And I remember calling him up and I said, we call him Big Terry. His name is Terry too. I'm Little Terry. He's Big Terry. (laughs) I said, Big Terry, I said, you know, I want to thank you for having me because if you didn't have me, I wouldn't exist. And you know, pastor, he cried. He He's he, on the phone. He's like, I'm sorry for everything I ever did. I'm sorry for hitting your mom. I'm sorry for what I did to your kids, to you guys. I'm sorry. That was the thing that was the catalyst. Wow. And it was like, I thanked him for just having me and wow. it broke a lot of things. Not, not to say everything was, was happily ever after. Yeah. But at the same time, I was free. It was a move that really took me from revenge and, and, and trauma into a new life. And I didn't see my father the same way anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And oh. my mom passed away in 2015, and my father is still here. But we reconciled, you know, it, 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 we come to an agreement on how our relationship is going to be. And we've reconciled. And I have to say, this, it's, it's a, I, I think it's a miracle. Yeah. It's an absolute miracle, the fact that we can call each other, talk to each other. I can support him and he supports me. Even to this day,
0: wow, that's phenomenal That success or revenge, but not both that's very powerful and I think the the thing you said too, you changed your environment man that's so important we're going to become like the people we're around i I think that's sometimes what's limiting us but let's let's keep going so terry you now you you did all the action movies you've you've acted with all these great stars now you're known all over the world you're you're working on america 's got talent a g t Tell me a little bit about that. You're with Simon and all those we see on the nights. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, first, now you got to understand, America's Got Talent is my dream job. Pastor, I hosted my high school talent show. Remember, I told you how we were, it was a very religious upbringing. I asked my mother if I could perform in the show, and she said no. And I said, how about I host it? And she said, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy.
1: She said, you got me. She said, you got me. I said, I'll host the talent show. And this yeah. was me in high school. Yeah, I ho- I hosted that show with the dream of, of now and of, of, the destiny of hosting the world's biggest talent show. This is the wow. biggest talent show in the entire world. Wow! And I look at this thing and I say, only God can do this. You know, and I have so much fun with Howie, Sophia, Heidi, Simon, and every week you know we're giving dreams away you know yeah. to me it's better than money because if you give somebody their dream they can go make money anytime yeah. you know what i mean it's so wild because people come on the show and they get the golden buzzer and they realize wait a minute now everybody in the world knows who they are yeah. and they can go and and use that anywhere it's i feel like because i've been given this kind of place it's kind of like it's it's even greater to give it back and give it to other people. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and I've been hosting that for four years now. And the ratings have been off the charts. It's still the number one show uh, every every time it's on. And I'm just yeah. like it, it's just a privilege. And it's all the families all over the world. It's a, I have fans who are five years old all the way to 93. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they love it. And I and I love being that host.
0: Well, you're so great at it, Terry. You're just, it's a God-given ability. You're you're likable. You're fun. You got a great personality. But I love that you love God and, and that you're you're like I said, you you help people with your story because it hasn't been easy. You know, again, I said it earlier, y'all. I came from a great loving father and mother i mean you came from something different but what i like to see is it's it's not how you start god's got a plan he's got a purpose if you move forward if you're honest with god and what i saw terry is you said god i can't do it on my own i want to get real right. i need your help and i think that's so important a couple of thoughts I had is what would you tell the young Terry or maybe what do you tell somebody that's trying to get through life, pandemic, paying bills, things are tough. And Oh, great. You're Terry Cruz. You got this big thing, but you know what? it wasn't always there. Maybe you could speak to them.
1: The thing I want to say, first of all, is measure backwards. Instead of looking at what you don't have always, always look at what you do always because that changes your perspective immediately. Now, you know, it's funny because you say, you know, even you could say, man, look, look at the circumstances I grew up in. But there were good times. Yeah. There were great things. There were people who were speaking into my life even then. You know what I mean? Even yeah. in the middle of all that. Mm-hmm. I've had, you know, one of the things is I had an art teacher who believed in me because that art was the way I got into school. And he believed he filled out all my applications and everything and, and got me a scholarship to Western Michigan when I didn't have a football scholarship. Wow. And I look at these things and I said, man, you were blessed even yeah. in the middle yeah. of all that adversity. And when you measure backwards, yeah. it allows you to see the blessings. You start to see the pathway. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. really connect the dots going forward. You've got to connect the dots looking backwards. When you connect those dots, they you start to see where God is taking you from here to there. You see the gains. You know what I mean? You don't see the gap. And that's where I want uh, just that's where you start. That's for, I think first and foremost anybody who's in any challenging situation to just to look at what you have and look at the blessings and all of a sudden you'll see the pathway. I think slowly but surely things start to start to widen out and you will see which way to go next
0: yeah that's so good my guest is terry cruz terry thank you so much you're an inspiration to us uh we love watching you i appreciate your friendship we love your family rebecca and all i just i know you got a million things to do but you took time for us today so guys y'all be praying for terry cruz thanks terry Uh,
1: we love you Uh, it's your your ministry is absolutely amazing and i just want to thank you for being a friend to my family thanks for listening to conversations with
0: joel on joel osteen radio You can listen on demand anytime with the SXM app or at SiriusXM.com. To find out more, call 855-585-JOEL. That's 855-585-JOEL.